Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. On the Daily Fam, I have a treat for you. I always have a treat for you, but this is a good one. Uh, My friend, Devin Way, he is an actor. He is a just beautiful, amazing source of light. He's a model. He is all those things. And he's a Southern gentleman from a small town in Texas. Uh, I met him at SoulCycle. We were both instructors. He has since left Soul. And we've stayed very good friends. And he actually has been on Grey's Anatomy. He was a regular on that show. And just most recently has booked a series lead on uh, Queer as Folk. So he is on the show today. We are talking all about everything. He's telling his story. He's talking about how his faith... um, you know, and his trust in his faith has really gotten him to where he's at, living his life in gratitude. He gives you some great nuggets along the way of just things to think about as you go through this crazy thing called life. Uh, he explains what he calls radical responsibility. He's going to talk all about that and you can learn all about that. But if you're well, if you're new to our show, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, this is on the daily and every episode we have is standalone. So you can pick any single title that resonates with you and give it a shot. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you go onto Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button. If you are feeling so inclined, give us a five-star rating, maybe write a review for us. Uh, all those things are so greatly appreciated. And if you are returning, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get into this episode with Devin Way. The building. Uh-oh. Hi, oh. friend. I'm so happy to see you. Hi, D. I know. We need to get tacos. Yeah. Potato tacos. Do. There's a place. You guys listening are like, what in the heck are they talking about? There's this place in LA by me that Devin came over one time when I lived like at an old house and he came over and I like bought these potato tacos from a restaurant nearby. And I think they changed his life. I think that was like a pivotal coming of age moment in your life. Yes, it was one of the first good foods I ever ate in LA. And so it was like, I I ate it, it tasted like home. And I was like, oh, I can exist and stay in this place. And we're done. Thanks for joining (laughs) us. Um, Okay, so you'll love this. Uh, Before every episode or the beginning of every episode, I do a clearing. So anything you need to clear, anything I need to clear that's like maybe weighing on your heart, weighing on your brain that could keep you from being present. This is your space to just clear anything for everyone to hear. Oh, uh, ooh, a little exposing expose. Mm -hmm. We love that. Okay. Okay. Let me roll my shoulders back. Do some little (laughs) Nicholas Prattley techniques. Do you want to go first? Uh, What do I want to clear today? Um, I was just, I've been traveling a lot the past few weeks and I was in Maui and then I was at my brother's wedding and I leave for Nashville in a few days. And you know, when you're traveling a lot, you're kind of in this, there's a space of gratitude and there's also a space of just feeling very rushed and all over the place. And that's kind of like where my brain has been for the past 24 hours. Like, oh, I have to unpack to repack. And it's a, it's, I'm grateful. It's a gratitude thing. And it's a little bit like, 
you get your, you feel like you're, you don't know if you're coming or going. So I am clearing that and I am very happy to be able to just have some moments of stillness with you today. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I received that. Thank you for that claim because it, it's very much in alignment with kind of where I am right now. I move from LA in a week and a half. Um, and I have been in this state of everything needs to happen and mm-hmm. nothing is happening mm-hmm. at the exact same time. So it's how much time do I have also allocating that time for the people in my life that I think um, have in- invested in me in a way that I need to invest in before I leave. And so it's it's really I think the thing I need to clear is um, it's like a hint of don't be everything for everyone with a like a pot of Devin, get your stuff done. You know, you only have a week and a half. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm just a little like, yeah, I received that. I received that very uh, strongly. I feel that. So I, you guys, for any, to catch you up a little bit on Devin and I, I met Devin at SoulCycle. We were instructor. I'm still there. He's in, he was an instructor with me. He left a few years ago now, right? Two, two years ago. Um, no, last year. Oh my gosh. In February, February 2nd. Yeah. So he left right before things got nutty. Good on you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I got a whole, I got a whole going away month. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he's almost been gone for two years. And this guy, when I met Devin, Devin was like brand new to uh, to California. He was like this little Texan boy that was like I was like, he is doe eyed and bushy tailed. He's an actor. He's like going places. And you were kind of like at the start of everything that was about to happen to you. And Mm -hmm. I very, very, very distinctly remember you saying it was like, we were just getting to know each other. And you said, I just do everything in my life. I do with like an insane amount of gratitude. And like, I don't know if you said it exactly like that, but it stuck with me. And that's like the big reason why I wanted you on today, because you do like, I feel like you just are a person who lives your life in like really just an insane amount of gratitude. And like, no matter what happens to you, you, I believe like everything that has come to you is because of that. And obviously (laughs) like you're insanely talented and also like obviously very good looking and you have all of those things going for you. And yeah, right. Especially when, especially when you look like a pterodactyl. <laughs> um, but I just kind of want you to talk a little bit about like your journey, just from moving to California and like just kind of what's happened over the last few years and catch people up on the life of Devin Way. All right. Uh, that was such a lovely introduction, Dee, by the way. And you have such a good voice. If my eyes were closed and I couldn't see how beautiful you are in real life, I would just be like, wow, she's hot because of her voice, <laughs> period. Um, yes and amen. All right. So I, like you said, I'm from Texas, born and bred. And I do, I love most things Texas. And so the transition to LA, um, I got, the way I got scouted into the industry was one of my friend's moms submitted me to a model search, Isaiah Harvey. He's actually a soul cycle instructor in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So uh, his mom submitted me to a model search and didn't tell me. And I was not a cute kid. Like it was essentially, you know, uh, we talked about how like I do have this like 
unlimited supply of gratitude because it's really easy to be grateful for everything when you come from nothing, right? Because then everything in your life is excess. It's the overflow. And um, like I was raised with very, very modest means. Like my mom is a, um, she is a binge, binge drug addict and was out of my life. My dad wasn't present because he is a sex addict and has literally, I later found out in my life, um, I'm one of nine. So I'm nine brothers and sisters and they all have different, you know, um, moms and none of us knew about each other. So it was just like a very kind of chaos energy in my childhood and upbringing. Um, so any good things that came to me, I was taught that they came from God, you know, they were, it was abundance that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so you impart that with this kid who is not cute, who doesn't have a lot of things going for him, except, um, I knew people liked me. That was it. (laughs) And so (laughs) now like specifically people's moms, I knew I was hot with people's mamas and that was it. Um, this woman, she asked me, uh, no, I get, I'm in class at college and I get this phone call and it's a modeling agency and they're like, Hey, we want you to come on down to our model search, blah, blah, blah. I legitimately start cackling and hang up the phone. I'm like, that's a scam. I have this like outgrown Afro, a trash dash, and I wear Wrangler jeans and word shirts. It's not a situation. <laughs> What's a word shirt? <laughs> well, you know what a word shirt is? A word shirt's a shirt with like words on them. Uh, <laughs> you like get them at like Target team? or Walmart. Yeah, like a graphic. Yes, they say like, but, <laughs> but they're like clever. So all mine yeah. were like religious based. So it'd be oh, like cool. Reese's Pieces, but instead it'd be like Jesus saves. You know, oh. that, that's very clever. <laughs> but yeah. It's Starbucks, but it'd be Jesus on the shirt. You know, it's very specific. I had a brand to maintain. And so, yeah, you did. The, the Devin Way brand of, of yesteryear. Yes, of yesteryear. We're bringing it back. I'm going to circle back around to Wranglers and Word shirts. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, they call me and I'm like, this is a scam. Absolutely not. And then I was telling my friend Isaiah about it and his mom was listening and she burst into the room. And she's like, I was like, I hung up and she's like, you did what? I submitted you to this model search, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, oops, I missed the opportunity. <laughs> you know, um, I hung up. Well, something I learned very quickly about life is that if it's a God opportunity, it doesn't miss. Right. So. I said no in that one opportunity, but God said yes. So the opportunity circled back around. I got another phone call and they're like, hey, we kept your photo in the running. Come to Dallas and meet us. And I was like, oh, shoot. What? Me, a model? No, I'm not cute. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not worthy of these opportunities. I look like X, Y, and Z. Y'all don't want that. Well, I drove three and a half hours up to Dallas. I met with them. And then they were like, we want to give you a complete makeover. They cut my hair down. They changed the way I dress. They shaved my mustache. They're like, no more they word, shirts, word shirts. No more Wranglers. Oh, no. That's they, the they word snatched shirt. them. <laughs> they banned the word shirts. They're like, Damn. don't you ever wear this. And I was like, you know what? Okay. All right. Um, Because I think I lacked such a basic identity. Like, I didn't, I didn't know who I was. So I tried to fit into being anything and everything that felt comfortable with my limited reality, 
right? Mm. My limited reality being Lufkin, Texas, this super, Mm. super small pond where everyone knew me, where I was liked, and that I was perfectly comfortable living forever and dying in. Like, I was perfectly fine with that. I didn't know that you could be a model. I didn't know that you could be an actor. I didn't know any of these things were possible um, because I only knew what I knew, right? I didn't know I was small-minded and had a limited capacity. I thought I was living in excess because the truth of it was, I was, you know, for my reality. And very, very grateful. So I ended up in the model search. I immediately started working and with like JCPenney and Belk and um, all these clients, Radio Shack and these things. I'm like, wait, this is what is going on? This is crazy. And uh, shooting Fiat commercials. It was wild. And I'm just this little small town gosh uh, who's teaching gymnastics in East Texas. And then I had to, I got had the opportunity to move to Dallas. Um, so I said no. I was like, no, no, no. But like we said, if it's a God opportunity, it doesn't miss. So God moved me to Dallas. I didn't have a car. I moved in a U-Haul. And then um, someone gave me a truck when I got to Dallas that smoked. I called them Smokey. It was a um, Nissan Frontier Extended Cab, and it was red. And everywhere I drove, I'd park, and smoke would come out of the engine. Oh. <laughs> and everyone was like, someone's car is on fire. And I was like, he just does that. He just <laughs> does that. Right. So then fast forward. It's been a year in Dallas. And they're like, all right, Devin, you've outgrown this pond. And I was like, no, I'm so good here. I'm so good. I love it here in this space. I can grow here. I can die here. This is good. I'm so grateful for this. This is my overflow. And I came to uh, I came to LA for a visit um, in 2016, and I got here, and I hated it. I was just here for two weeks. I was immediately sick. No, I've never been sick. I don't get sick. You know, knock on wood. Um, I just don't. And I was immediately sick. I went to the doctor and the doc, I was like, I'm dying. It has to be like cancer or something really, really bad, sir. And he's like, um, I think you have allergies. And I was like, nope, not a thing, not possible. I've never had allergies. He's like, have you tried Claritin? I was like, it's cancer. You're going to have to look. And so now I'm Claritin clear. Um, <laughs> literally everybody every time i go to texas to visit like austin or something i'm like am i dying am i sick am i dying i think i'm dying and it's like the pollen and the cedar in austin is always like and like it happened to you in reverse so now you know what most people go Mm -hmm. through when they come visit texas yeah and i had no sympathy like zero percent of me was sympathetic for people with allergies but i'm here this is my first public declaration to the world allergies are real all right. They're real. So show sympathy if you're listening to this and never experienced allergies because God will get you. Um, and well, that was a humbling. I experienced the humbling. And so, um, yeah. And so I came here um, and they were like, oh, we love you. We want to sign you. Um, this is my acting agent and my modeling agent. And they're like, and you have to move here. And I was like, nope, sorry. Sorry. I'm like, I've got responsibilities in Texas. I can't, I can't. I'm so grateful you're, for this. You're like, God, you're like, God is drunk. God is drunk and yeah. God will come to eventually. Yes. I was like the Lord. He didn't, my phone didn't ring. I'm so sorry. The Lord, done messed up. the Lord's been sipping on that holy water or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
So I go back to Texas and I'm, I'm uh, like, I just, I was so fine there. I was so fine and I was doing great. I was thriving in my mind to my limited worldview of what I thought thriving was. Um, and then I was fighting with God, like so many of us do. I actually do it out loud. You know, some people do it in different ways in their cars or whatever. Um, and I was like, God, I'm not going to LA. If you want me to move to LA, I'm not lifting a finger. I still didn't have a car at the time. Um, I didn't have a place to live in LA. I didn't. And I was like, I'm not doing any of it. I immediately booked this SAG national commercial that like paid for everything. I bought a car in cash. I then, um, one of my friends in LA calls me and is like, Hey, um, you're moving in with me. And I was like, no, I'm not. I live in Texas. He's like, no, you're moving here in January. Um, one of my friends is being deported to Canada. I said, excuse me. (laughs) You know, I was like, um, what do you mean deported to Canada? He's like, yeah, so we have an open room and you're moving in here. And I was like, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that. I have all these people who are relying on me. And God said so clear to me. He said, if you don't go, they won't grow. Mm. Right? And I stopped. And he's like, this isn't about you. It's about what I want to do in their life. And you're in the way. And Mm. I, I mean, it hit me. Because, you know, I was so egocentric. I was like, no, they need me. They need me. What are they going to do without me, 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 me? And God's like, it's never been about you, Devin. And that was one of the biggest lessons I learned for my entire life. Mm-hmm. It's that it is not about us. Wow. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes when you forgive people, like, it's not about you. You know, sometimes when you say thank you, it's not about you. Sometimes when you have to be the bigger person, it's not about you. And sometimes when you have to leave relationships, even if you don't want to leave a job, leave, you know, a situation that you think you're doing good in and you're like, there's no reason for me to go. Sometimes it's just not about you, you know, and that's what I learned, which has led me here. (laughs) And now you're in LA and you most recently uh-huh. a series lead on Queer as Folk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Fast forward, booked Grey's Anatomy, booked this. Um, then, 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 when Grey stopped because the pandemic, um, Queer as Folk <laughs> started. And I am just beside myself, Danielle. You know what? You said, so- well, you said something. You said that you were so. Like you were good there. You could have lived and died there. And then you moved to Dallas and you were good there and you could have lived and died there. What would you say? Cause you know, there's just, I feel like that's such a common theme. Like we get stuck in something because something is comfortable and comfortable is nice and nice is Mm -hmm. good, you know? And so what would you say to those, those people listening that, you know, maybe are, are stuck or, you know, haven't, kind of stepped out of that comfort box and and done something because like I can imagine moving to LA was probably one of the most uncomfortable things you've ever done. Oh yeah, I hated it. Uh, yeah. no. Um I would say if you're not if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, and um in uh, Tony Robbins, he says that's he says that he says if you're not growing, you're dying. Everything in this life is either growing or dying plants. They grow, 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 and the second they stop growing, they're dying. Um, if you think about working out, even like even to maintain what you've built in working out, not to get bigger, not to 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 you know 
decimate. You have to go to the gym consistently and put in work just to maintain, you know? Um, so I would say to the people who feel comfortable, who don't feel challenged, who don't feel provoked in their life, that they're actually not maintaining their life. They are dying. And um, if they want to change, they simply have to invite things to hold them accountable and to provoke change. And where has that, like, have you always known that? Or did you, do you feel like you've, like, that's, that's grown the more of these, like, God knocks that you've listened to? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I haven't known that. Um, I'm a firm believer. My roommate the other day said, he's like, uh, I want to be the superhero in my own life. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. But I also know that if I was my own superhero, I'd be a good superhero. But I wouldn't be this all time, all powerful, amazing superhero. Because I understand and I trust that we are the sum of the five closest people around us. You know, mm. so if I empower these five people, these superpower people around me, then I become the total of them. Woof. You know, so again, it's not about me. It's about the people and the things I'm positioning around me that I'm going to become. Mm -hmm. Have you mm. always surrounded yourself with people that are like lifting you or do you, has that also evolved over time? Yeah, no, I... I've always surrounded myself. With, well, I don't, I actually don't think I've been the one to surround. I've never put myself in a position to not have good people around me. Um, mm -hmm. I think that is just the blessing of my life that I could run into a new job being soul cycle and immediately run into you, this country loving, like amazing, like boisterous, wise person that I click so well with, you know, I just feel so protected in the fact that if you're looking at good, you see good. If you're looking at bad, you see bad. And, because of gratitude. I've always just had the blessing of good. You really have. I mean, it's like that is a superpower all on its own. So if we are really the sum of the five parts, like the five people closest to you, the fact that like they have you, that superpower in you to surround them is pretty crazy. Because I think like there's a lot of people that don't have that, you know, or it doesn't mm -hmm. come naturally. It's something that, you know, maybe they, they work on. I, I feel like maybe I used to be somebody who like had to work on that. I'm not now. I, I, I relate much closer, close, closer. Yep. Mm -hmm. I relate much closer to the way you are now. Um, in that I, I'm just, I protect my energy in a way that I'm only surrounding myself with people that add value, you know, instead mm -hmm. of like suck energy away. But that for me wasn't, that was a learned skill. I haven't always well, been like that. To your benefit, Danielle, look at the people that you've surrounded yourself with just from the past five years of me knowing you, Chris Chandler, mm -hmm. Breezy, you know, these people, Heather has cooks, like these people are that like yeah. Chris Chandler in like myself is pure light, you know? sunlight, like, sunlight is, is reincarnated sunlight. Yeah. And so, like legitimately, if you don't know him, get to know him if you're listening to this, but I'm sure you, everyone who's listening to this does. But um, you have, because you've surrounded yourself with him, you're like, now can stand on the other side going, oh, this is eased for me. This is comfortable for me. This is something that is now innately in me, but it was a gift from your surroundings. I think so too. And I think too, I think it also has to do with how you align with your, with your highest self, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. you know, where, wherever we each believe like the higher power is like, whether it's God or whether it's universe or whoever you pray to, you know, I think once we align 
with that higher version of ourself and the higher power that, you know, the, the light source that we are all connected to, I think then, then you become attract, you, you start attracting that, you know, cause I think for mm-hmm. a long time, I, you know, like when I got divorced and stuff and like went through like all of those relationship things, like you said, I was so afraid to leave those things because of what it could do to other people. And you said something like really powerful that you said, like, if you don't go, they don't grow. And I look back at those times in my life now and I go, oh shit, like that, those were really powerful moments where I was becoming more aligned with my higher self and giving other people a chance to do the same in their, when I, like at their own timing, you know, cause mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you're like this. I doubt you are. Cause you're so, you, you like meet people where they're at really well. I used to kind of expect everybody to just be on my level all the time. And then I would get mm-hmm. frustrated if they weren't. Mm. You know, really absolutely <laughs> in dating. Absolutely. I'm like that in dating or was like that in dating. I absolutely, with everyone else in my life, totally, like you said, meet them where they are. The second it becomes like any kind of emotional intimacy, my expectation is that they can communicate the way I can. They can connect the way I can. Mm -hmm. And if it's, it is a, it's been a miss and a miss and a miss and a miss for me. (laughs) <laughs> You're like God really hasn't given me that yet. <laughs> yes, I'm like whatever the gods God don't miss, God has don't miss. <laughs> You're like, what am I missing here? What am yeah, I? I'm like whatever. I'll just stop sure. shooting, God. I'll stop shooting my shot. I'll let you you fire that arrow. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so funny. But yeah, it's so true though. Like it's, it's, I was the same way. I mean, I always expected every relationship I was in to meet me where I was at. Like, that's such a good example. That's such a good example. Cause like breezy when breezy is probably the first person I've been with where I'm actually like, okay, let me figure out where you're at and like really be okay with the fact that we are different in a relationship. I actually, I interviewed my friends, Stewie and Francis, um, uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been a couple weeks ago. And one of the things, uh, Francis said on that, he goes, when we, cause he and Stewie have been together like 11 or 12 years or something like that. And he's like, when we got together, like a couple years ago, we were like on a beach somewhere and Stuart asked me, aren't you motivated by being a millionaire? And I was like, no. And he, and like, for them, that was like a pivotal moment in their relationship where they went, oh, we want, we're motivated by different things. We're humans and we're motivated by different things. And mm-hmm. I have had, Breezy and I have had a lot of moments like that over the past couple of years. But d- old Danielle, who wasn't aligned with like who she really was and all those things would have been like, well, then you're just not good enough, you know? And <laughs> like, I don't, mm-hmm. I look back to that. And I go, wow, Danielle, Danielle back then was, she was a tough critic. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we call those standards. Right. And I'm like, no, those are judgments. Judgments, judgments and something. I believe those are moments where like, it's an inability for us to face ourselves. So we like lash out and deflect it. No, it is. It's an inability to face ourselves because, uh, Nicholas Bradley said to me one time, he said, whatever we don't like about someone else is literally just a projection. It's a mirror of ourselves. And ever since he said that, I've been walking around. Cause at first I was like, "Mm -mm." 
I was like, she's annoying no. because she's loud. Yeah, she's loud. Much. She talks too much. I do not like her. And then like I heard her. my own voice recorded. And I was like, oop, oop. Uh. <laughs> I was like, you don't want to be loud and talk too much. That's why you reject that. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's not her. Oh, I used to you get know? really, I used to get really triggered at people that like couldn't read the room. And then I realized, oh, Danielle, you just can't read the room sometimes. <laughs> yes. Because yes, it's the thing we want the farthest away from us. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's wild. I, I've adopted this, uh, you know, I think the thing besides God that has radically altered my life the most is adopting a mentality of radical responsibility. Ooh, you know, it's like, if there's, tell me more. If there's anything in my life that um, that isn't going okay or that I'm not pleased with, it's not anyone else's fault. It's mine. You know, if there's if I'm having conflict, let's say you and I get into an argument because we are doing a team teach and you don't want to play Brittany. I don't want to play her either. If you don't want to play, (laughs) if you don't want to play like some booty remix that I want to play and we have this conflict. And you come up to me and you're like, Devin, you know what you said was really hurtful to me. Um, instead of going, that's your problem, whatever, I realized that in any conflict, it takes two people, right? Mm-hmm. Two people. And no matter what, I have a percentage of whatever this conflict is. So it is my uh, responsibility to take radical responsibility for that 100% of my 1%, you know? And if it's 49%, if it's 90%, that belongs to me then it's mine. Right. And then you have to take 100% of your 10% or your 99%, whatever it is. And I think if the world red, blue, you know, white, black, all the things would take radical responsibility for themselves, Mm. like to go, this is mine. Even if it's just 1%, I can go, Oh, that's the absolute truth for me. I will take full ownership of this. Yeah. Yeah. You take full ownership of you, we would begin to heal in a way that would be exponential because I began to heal in a way personally when I started owning not just my good, not just my bad, but everything in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what's so interesting? You call it radical responsibility. I call it radical listening and radical forgiveness. Mm that's it's like the same i mean it's exactly the way i define it and it's been i don't know like we i think the world the last year everyone's had to like really face themselves and i think a lot of people weren't necessarily equipped to do so like that's that's just danielle like being an observer like that's not me making any judgments on anybody i'm just what from what i've observed i've noticed people have to face themselves who maybe weren't ready to do so and I know that feeling because I've, I've been forced to face myself before I'm ready. And it usually ends up in me being like, and like just lashing out at everything and everyone around me. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what the whole world is doing right now is just lashing out at everything and everyone around them. Bring It does. Like I completely agree with you. I think that if we could all just like take that radical responsibility for our part in in life, our part in our relationships, our part in our, you know, interactions with other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine, just imagine. Yeah. I know. I was like, it's so, it's so fun. We're so quick to be self-centered, you know, and be like, Oh, this is happening to me. This is happening to me. This is happening to me. Until someone else has an issue and they're like, Oh, shame on you. Right. And it's like, how about if we're going to be a self-centered society, let's, my roommate Shane said this and it knocked me off my seat. 
he said, um, he's like, we can't be self-centered, but it is imperative that we be centered in ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And, and that was like, oh crap, you're right. We have to be centered in ourselves. And in order to get to our center, like we've been saying, you have to take responsibility for all of it. And you're like, well, and that's more than just, you know, last year during the BLM movements, there were a lot of celebrities, a lot of people posting videos like, I take responsibility for every time I didn't say, you know, like all that stuff. And you're like, that's not what that is. Like, it's not, it's not taking yeah. responsibility for yourself. That's taking responsibility for a projection of something else, right? No, stop, get quiet. What's done in the dark will come to the light. What are you doing in your dark? You know, Mm -hmm. um, bacteria can only grow in dark places, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's a song by Jordan Smith. I think that's his last name and it's called stand in the light. And Mm -hmm. he says the greatest risk we'll ever take is by far to stand in the light and be seen as we are right. Not change who we are to then go to the light, not hide and then stand in light. It's no, just Right now, in this moment, if someone was to shine a spotlight on you, what are you covering up? That's mm-hmm. the thing you need to look at. Yeah. Have you, since moving to LA and like, obviously, you know, you, you do like you're acting, you're doing So your life is a little bit like probably more public than it used to be. Is there like, are there things that you've been like, oh, wow. Like I really wasn't shining, standing in my light in those moments like have you had any any like ahas of those like big ones yes danielle oh my lord yes um i didn't realize how much of a wait can i say i mean can i are there any words i can't say on here you can say whatever you want okay i didn't realize i was such like a judgmental twat you know Mm -hmm. like just like in in the sense of I didn't really judge people, but I judged myself like nobody's business. Like oh, wow. I didn't allow myself to do anything, um, mm. anything. And um, like my, I was adopted and my adopted parents are pastors. And um, I was fervently bound to righteousness, like what is good, what is bad, period you know like like, don't it was good it was bad there was no spectrum there was no in between um and it was okay for other people to be bad it's completely okay love them don't judge them but when it comes to self you live in a shame spiral and so i would go out i would stand on the podium at soul cycle i would you know teach joy and gratitude and love yourself and all these things and i'd go home and i'd look at myself in the mirror and if i did one thing that was out of line um in terms of Let's say, okay, at the time I was struggling a lot with sexuality. So let's Mm. say I downloaded a dating app and was like swiping on some boys. And I, oh, yeah, it was the end of my existence. Like, not just, it was sobbing and crying and just the story of Mm. this is, it's not, it's not the, it's a story of judgment, right? And it was, it was not good or bad for them. It was, this is your soul, Devin. Mm. This is eternity. Like it's not. And so that for me was like, it took a lot to, to bring that to the light. Um, in not an ugly way, you know? Um, well, and I think with sexuality too, I mean, that's such like a, 
I've had so many conversations about sexuality. Like when Breezy and I got together, everybody was so quick to just like put it in a box. Oh, she's gay now. That's mm-hmm. Danielle. It was straight. And now she's gay and that's it. And I have moments like that where I would go, well, I mean, I, I'm with a woman, but like, I, like, and I think, I think sometimes, and I say this a lot on this show, I think that sometimes like when we're dealing with sexuality, if we are to step out of the box that is straight and explore that maybe there is like a spectrum there and there is like space for fluidity and self-love at the same time, then we're Mm -hmm. expected to almost come out of one box and go into a smaller box, like Mm -hmm. in our own head and like the way that the world sees us. That actually was like had been something that I struggled with for a long time was just like, well, no, but I'm I'm not like, I don't know if I'm in that box. Like, I don't know where I belong. And so I was yeah. just to like not talk about it. <laughs> it felt like imprisonment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you you step out of the closet into a jail cell and you're told this this pen that, you know, there's rainbows and freedom and it looks like this and it's loud and it's pride. And you're like. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I still have a lot of conservative values. And I also, like, I'm brand new here. And what is a popper? Yeah, There's a lot of things that you're like, mm, no, no, no. That don't, probably don't look like that for me. But no, also, it's, it's okay if it looks like that for you. And oh, it's same, completely same. okay if. Yeah. It's completely okay if it feels like this for me. Because I think. You know, comparison is the thief of joy. And again, as people who like are motivational and do the work and anyone who's listening to this podcast does the work because they're listening to this podcast, right? Yes. We get so caught up in sayings. We get so caught up in um, the work that we forget to apply it. Like, um, for example, I would go and I'd cry out to God, just forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And I swear, God talks to me like this, like, that's how the (laughs) Lord speaks to me. And the Lord was like, forgive yourself. And I was like, what? And he's like, I've given you this forgiveness. I've given you this compassion. I've given you this grace. Give it to yourself. And you're like, I don't know how to do that. You're like, I don't know that number. Like, 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 how? (laughs) And it's just like, just, it's easy. It's it's surrounding you. It is surrounding Mm -hmm. you. Stop. Stop finding yourself and just be. And the second you realize that you were the person that cares the most, that nobody else cares. They may have opinions, but at the end of the day, they don't care. About anything, care. sexuality, your job, your life. Oh, the only thing people care about, are you happy? Are you healthy? Are you eating? You know, yeah. and if you, all those things check, then nobody cares about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think too, like, I think when, when you're a person who is light and like light finds light and light is attracted to light. So it's, you know, it's it, it, once, once that light in yourself just burns brighter, you know, everybody else is like, oh, well, that person's like very on fire and like very all joy and there's like nothing but good feelings coming from that human it doesn't really matter who you are <laughs> like it really doesn't it doesn't so, it does not yeah so you're you're getting ready to go and shoot this show and mm-hmm. life is probably about to take a lot of cool turns for you again yeah what like what does it feel like to kind of you, I mean, you've said it like you've lived your whole life in excess, but you know, you had dreams. You were a kid with dreams. You were a kid with, you know, with goals and aspirations and, you know, move like moving to LA, you did it with an intention. And like, does it kind of mm-hmm. feel like all of those times that you prayed manifested, like 
put in the work, did the things like, do you, does it feel like alignment? Does it feel like it's starting to really come to fruition? You know, it feels like every single no. If, if I go back and I trace my no's and I trace my yeses, right. It, it, you start to realize that like the no was the right side of the staircase and the left, the, the yeses were the left side of the staircase and they, you needed both of them to build the stairs. Mm. And, um, and so I go back and I was like, this is not the way I would have done it. Had you asked me four years ago when I was moving to LA, um, if I wanted, I was going to be on not just any show, right? no but show. on, it is going to be, I mean, he, Queer Folk has a massive following in this reimagination. I've read the pilot. It's one of the best things I've ever read in my entire life. It's on Peacock, which Peacock is so hot right now. You yeah. know, it is yeah. the cast. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're the hottest people I've ever seen my whole life. Not just on the outside, but on the inside. Like mm-hmm. you're just, I'm like, what did I step into? And also it is 100% the opposite of what Devin Way, when he moved here would have chosen. I wouldn't have chosen to be a, I'm using this, if anyone's listening to this and you hear me say these words, I'm using it very loosely, but like a gay icon, you know, like I wouldn't have chosen to be this like poster child for queerness. Like yeah. and now I'm on the show called Queers Folk. I'm going to be naked on it. You know, like, you know, there's, that's going to be a thing. Like there's going to be, if you've seen the originals, like, yeah, like I'm there's going to be drug use and partying and like, it's going to be a real look into life and mm. queerness in the South. Yeah. And I never, ever would have chosen this with my limited mind, you know? Mm. But what I realized is uh, in the Bible, it says, you know, God will give us the desires of our heart. The desire mm. of my heart has always simply been to be free. And I was like, had I looked at the ugliest parts of me five years ago, this show is 100% a representation of all of my ugly. And, Mm -hmm. and I was like, if you partner that with the greatest risk you'll ever take is by far to stand in the light and be seen as you are. There is not more light than this show for me. And Mm -hmm. we think about, you know, God's God going around knocking on doors, right? God's Mm -hmm. God, God's will. And this show, despite what anyone may believe, despite what my pastor parents or anyone, if I trace the path of my life, it has led me here. And it feels so God-breathed and divine. And like this show was crafted for me in this role. Uh, And um, so, yeah, like it doesn't necessarily feel like what my choice would be. It feels like what God's choice for me is. And it is an all caps yes from me. To source, being like, yes, yeah. I will do this with enthusiasm because it's the scariest thing. It's the scariest thing I've ever done with my life. It is so scary and revealing and vulnerable. And I'm going to put myself in positions, both phys- physically, but I was like, the world's going to see my skin. They're going to see my body, Addy. And I, yeah, I wear a shirt to the beach. I am so like, I yeah. am modest. Yeah. Modest is yeah. hottest. That's my family's motto. And he's going to do drugs. And I, I've never drank or done drugs. You know, it's like all of these things. I don't even cuss. You know, it's yeah. like he cusses yeah. and these parties and he's he's everything that when I was growing up, I wanted the freedom to just tr- be, but I never yeah. allowed myself to be. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. 
Yeah, so a lot of things are going to change for me. People are going to watch it, and I my hope is that they're like, "Wow, he's such an embodiment of this," and it's it's so cool, and you know, like all this stuff. Um, but it's also he's reckless, and uh, it's a reflection of life. And uh, my character is described as um, a he is a oh my god, what are the words? Um, a self sabotaging commitment phobe. Cool. <laughs> and, and I was like, and I hope to represent him as such. And um, because I am also have been a, a bit of a self-sabotaging commitment foe of my life. And so I say all that so to crazy. say, if we get out of God's way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it. so, I was going to say, it's so crazy what happens when you do truly just like let God universe source, like show you your, your like path, right? Like when you, when mm-hmm. you finally stop fighting it. And you just let it, let it be and let what will happen, happen. It's so crazy. I, first of all, I'm, I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of who you are to your core, but also just so proud of everything that you embody and everything you are to so many people. Um, because you, like you said, you stopped worrying so much about like who you were for everyone else. And by doing that, you became more for other people and that, mm-hmm is a really, really beautiful thing. So I commend you on that. And I really am like so proud, uh, to know you, uh, and you just really, you brought up like a really interesting thing when you just kept, you keep talking about like, you know, God's going to tell you, God's going to tell you, God's going to tell you. And I just think that I'm currently in a season of my life where the universe has like been knocking me around a little bit. And I'm like, just, and my dad obviously died in January. And so like, I'll be like, dad, just give me a sign. And he's like, like, here's your side. Like he's yelling it at me. Like he's literally like, like holding it in front of me and it's highlighted in yellow. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And he's I like, can't read. I can't read. Um, you know, but that's a, I think everybody has felt that at some point and you're just a really, it's a, it's a very honest depiction of like what happens when you finally listen and read. Well, radical listening. That's your thing, you know? That is your thing. And it, it, we have to apply our message. We have to apply the note that we send out to the world to ourselves. Yeah. Well, Which, I want to know you have, if you have a five-year, do you have a five-year goal? How about a, how about a, let's, let's go shorter. Cause your life changes a lot in five years. Let's say like yeah. one year goal, like 365 days from now. What's some, some okay. Days? Um, and, okay. So a year from today, my hope is that, um, my goal is that we. I will have found out that the show is being renewed for season two. It will be, be, duh. Yeah, uh, I'll be shooting that. I will have also, I hope, to be shooting a movie. But even um, more, I just want to be the best me. Like, I've never, ever, ever been good with, like, one-year plans, two-year plans, three-year plans, any of that. Um, because I don't even – tomorrow's not promised. I'm like, I'm right. just making it to today. My goal is just to take ownership of me in a greater way every single day for the next 365 days. I love that. I love that because like I have a friend, uh, I have a friend, Shelby. She says to me, she goes, you know, there's so many things. We were in Maui a couple of weeks ago and obviously like Maui's going through a lot and like people are like, there's people that are scared to travel and like nothing, taking nothing away from anybody who has those fears or those concerns. And my friend Shelby and I were talking, she goes, you know, all I know is tomorrow's not promised and today I am living. So if today 
I am granted the opportunity to go on a trip or to take a new, to take a risk or to do something that is out of my comfort zone, I'm going to take it because if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I like that, that, that thought really does resonate, especially after losing my dad. Like you just don't know, you have no idea. So why, why not just live today? You know? Yeah. And like, what does that mean? (laughs) What is living? If you're not living, you're dying. You're not growing, you're dying, you know? So it's like, do something that challenges you, period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, friend, I will not take up any more of your time. I am completely obsessed with you. You're just so amazing. If I am listening to this and I want to find you, where can I find you? Uh, You can find me at my house eating hot cheetah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, only for another week. You're gone again. Yeah. And then I go um, at the Devin Way on Instagram. That's T H E D E V I N W A Y. And yeah, that's yeah, if you, that's if you guys don't place. follow him, yeah, if you don't follow Devin, you got to. He's he really does like put a smile on your face every single time. And I'm just so pumped to like follow your journey with this show. And you know, you're moving and shooting on location and all these things. And I'm just really, really, really pumped for you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited too. And you are a dream. I can't, ah, I can't, I just can't with you, you know, uh, you and your beautiful family. Oh, Owen is a grown man, by the way. He He's is kindergarten grown. today. Yeah. Well, wh- wow. One, congratulations on that. And two, congrats on keeping a human alive. <laughs> thank you. Can't keep a plant alive. Doing okay with a human. Thank you so much. It's thank a you. big deal. A big, big deal. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. Big deal. Wait, you'll oh. love this. You'll love this little story. Uh, everyone will love this little story. So we are at my brother's wedding uh, this weekend and he was the ring bearer. And he was the one ring bearer in the group of five flower girls. Two of which, by the way, are like his cousins. And he has a Nintendo Switch that he has like a case for and we are leaving for the wedding and he like is putting snacks in this case. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm going to put snacks in this case because, you know, at some point the girls are going to get hungry and like, I got to be able to give them snacks. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. D. Yep. I know. I oh, know. Oh, you fancy like Applebee's. Yeah. Late <laughs> <night>. <laughs> Literally, he's like, he brings out, he like, and then he, you guys can't see me, but like Devin can see me. So he like takes out his like this little pack of Oreos and he like flashes it at one of the girls and he goes, You want some of my cookies? And I was like, ah, Oh my God. Sir, he, excuse me. He remixed the Sierra song. Okay, sir. <laughs> Okay, sir, your milkshake does not bring all the boys to the yard. Thank you so much. Sit your ass down. Like, and on that note, yeah. this needs to be titled, You Want Some of My Cookies. You want some of my cookies. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, I, was, I know you, I, you always love a good Owen story, so I had to tell you that. <laughs> I'll be saying that all day. You want some of my cookies? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I gotta bring snacks because the ladies are gonna want some. I'm like, yeah, I bet. He keeps telling me he's gonna marry his, his this Isley, who's actually his cousin. He's like, Isley and I are gonna get married. I'm like, someday I'm gonna explain this to you. Today's not that day. <laughs> Today's not the day, sir. 
Anyway, all right, friend. I love you. Good luck on everything. And thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us today. Of course. Have the best day. Bye. Ah. I think one of the things Devin does really well is he does not confuse his faith in God with his life. And I know for, I know lots of Christians and that is a, is a really, it's a fine line that is walked. And I just, I really love the way that Devin just so proudly displays his faith. And although him and I don't share the same faith, I am also a very spiritual person. And so I just really relate to him and everything about him. That was just such a fun episode. I was talking with my producer when it ended. I was like, that episode was so fun. He's like, that episode was amazing. It gave me all the things. And so I hope that you gained something or all the things from it as well. Like I said, if you are just joining us, I'm so happy you're here. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We love Apple Podcasts. It's where we get all of our metrics. So if you could do it on there, that would be awesome. Uh, make sure you give us a little review, write us or write us a review, give us a rating rather, and give Devin a follow. It's Devin Way. Go follow him. He's amazing. You will get your daily source of light and joy. I promise that. If you want to connect with me, let me know what you thought of this episode. Or if you want to share it on your social media, you can. And don't forget to tag me. My uh, handle is at Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast is at on the daily pod. We have episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Tuesdays are an interview typically. Fridays are typically unplugged episodes with me. Sometimes there's a guest on those, but most of the time it's just me. And I hope wherever you are, you're having the day that you need and we will see you soon. 